It's time for episode 376 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, December 9th, 2020. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast hosted by two sentient neodymium ring magnets. I am one of those neodymium ring magnets, Micah Sargent, and I am joined across the internet by my good pal, good friend, and dungeon buddy. It's Dan the Man Morin. How you doing, Dan? Uh, Micah, sometimes I feel we're polar opposites. That's just... <laughs> I, I, don't, beautiful, I, don't, beautiful. I don't know how magnets work. <laughs> <laughs> magnets how do they work um i have no idea but maybe our first guest here on the show and sitting to my left in this entirely fake table that we uh have every week is a podcaster extraordinaire and the the uh proprietor of the incomparable network and also host emeritus of clockwise it's jason snell how you doing, Jason? That's right, Micah. I built this table that doesn't exist that we're sitting next to with help from Dan. And to my right is Micah Sargent, one of the hosts of the show. How does this work? I don't understand being a guest on Clockwise. <laughs> he, he does struggle wow. to be a guest whenever he's on, which you know. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, okay. I'm very confused. Anyways, moving right along to my left, it is a first timer on Clockwise, a video producer at Polygon and the co-host of Rocket right here on Relay FM. It's Simone de Rochefort. Welcome, Simone. Hello, thank you for having me at this round a table that we are mm-hmm. sitting at. This, yes, this uh, consensual hallucination we have all agreed is before oh, us. My favorite kind. <laughs> <laughs> Life is but a consensual hallucination. Said Ooh, the deep. magnet. Too deep for this show. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, well, let us do these four topics that we've all decided on. Uh, my topic for you. <laughs> Apple has chosen, has announced its best apps and games of the year. And I'm just curious because some of them were ones I'd never heard of before. Are any of them on your personal list of bests? Jason, we'll start with you. Why, of course, Micah, because who doesn't love Zoom? Ah, <laughs> uh, <yes>. me. me. <laughs> <You> Zoom <laughs> is the iPad app of the year, Micah, because we love it, because... We have to use it because we're trapped. <laughs> trapped. Um, now, more more uh, seriously, Fantastical is the one that actually jumped out for me as the Mac app of the year. I use that all the time from Flexibits, the the calendar app. That is my calendar app. Um, I love it. Uh, I've I've loved it for a long time. The new version adds a whole bunch of new features, and it's great. Um, I also use Zoom all the time. Love is a strong word, but I, I use it. <laughs> I too use Zoom. I have Fantastical, but I've never really been a big Fantastical user. Um, but I I appreciate the app, and if I had a more um, involved calendar, it's probably something that I would spend more time with. Uh, the one that stuck out to me is Disney Plus, um, the Apple TV app of the year. Gee, you know, I kind of feel a lot like that, like I did with Zoom. It's not an app itself that I love. It has much content that I really enjoy, and I love that that content is there. Otherwise, I would not be able to do my Mandalorian recap podcast. That would be a lot harder with no show to watch. But I, I wouldn't necessarily say that the app itself is something that I hold up as a a exemplar of great streaming apps. I have a lot of frustrations with it, like 
doing stuff as simple as like rewinding or sometimes it doesn't realize like you know that thing where you watch an episode of a show and you get to the credits and you're like yep done with this episode i'm going to jump to the next episode and it um later on you go with the apple tv and it's like oh you want to finish watching the last two minutes of that episode you never finished i was like do i want to just watch the credits no no i don't um so yeah i always find that a bit confusing anyways other than those I would say I had heard of basically none, almost none of these. Excuse you, Pokemon okay. Go. All right, I've heard of Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Pokemon reinventing Go. Play, Apple's reinventing Play <laughs> app of the year of whatever category that is. Simone, tell me more about Pokemon Go. That's what I want to hear right now. So I got back into Pokemon Go a little over a year ago, you know, in the pre-pandemic times, the summer before the pandemic, and. I just got super, super into all these granular little systems, and then I completely fell off it. However, this summer, during the pandemic again, I got way back into it because they made so many changes to make it possible to play when you're stuck in your home, and also it was just like a really good excuse to go outside. I will say they're, um, they have these monthly events uh, called Community Days where one specific Pokemon will spawn in increased numbers with increased shiny rates. I sound like a person who is from a different planet. Yes. However, very important <laughs> for me. Um, those days have been kind of crap. Like, they're not... They had like a, a Weedle community day, I think. And it's like, that's not what I go out hunting Pokemon for <laughs> to get a shiny Weedle, to get an increased rate of yeah. shiny Weedle spawns, please. I assume it's for sports so you can mount their heads on your wall. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Excellent. As far as mine, what is going to surprise you perhaps is that my, the one that ended up being the, the biggest one for me was actually one that I had never heard of until this uh, day. Everybody needs to go get the iPhone app of the year. It's called Wake Out, and it is a little exercise app that was surprisingly delightful because instead of just being, you know, some app that goes, Hey, you should do 20 pushups right now. It is aware of how people are living right now and in what locations they might be and tries to provide you some different activities that you can do in those places. So there are a bunch of exercises that you can do at a desk and it has a person sitting at a desk and actually going through these exercises. And I ended up, uh, after downloading it for the show, I ended up keeping it around because I'm using it now every day. It's a lot of fun. So yeah, wake out. Uh, active breaks was the one that stuck out for me. Alrighty, folks, let us move on to our next topic, which comes from Jason. Yeah, so uh, Apple released more products, even though we thought they were done. And uh, they uh, released uh, some expensive over-ear headphones less this week, let's say. Um, I, I'm not really going to ask the typical pundit question, which would be, what do you think about the AirPods Max whatever no, I want to know about your ideal set of headphones. I want to hear from you as people. What is your ideal set of headphones, and do they exist, or do you have to invent them? Dan? That's a good question. I, You know, I was thinking about this, and it occurred to me that uh, the AirPods Pro that I have are very nearly sort of an ideal set of headphones for me. They have noise-canceling. They are small. They can, you know, fit in their little carrying case. I can take them pretty much anywhere without having to fold up like a giant pair of headphones. They have really good sound, um, and they have lots of integrations that I like, such as Siri and, um, you know, being able to control them with, uh, pair them with all my different devices, etc. So it's very nearly 
perfect for me. My biggest complaint with the AirPods Pro is that even though I like them better than the regular AirPods, the whole like rubber tips going into my ear thing, it's something I've gotten used to, but I would not say it's something that I like. I've tended in the past to be somebody who wears over-the-ear headphones, um, whether they're, you know, big like Bose QC35, like noise-canceling headphones, or even just like old sort of like sporty headphones that were like Walkman-style headphones, you know, those like cheap ones. Um, And I I just find those more comfortable for me than sticking something in my ear every day. Uh, So, but I don't know if like that that combination could exist otherwise. Like to me, it's either like noise-canceling headphones or either those like you know, over-the-ear closed headphones or in-ear ed- headphones, because how else do you seal the sound in? So, uh, yeah, if there was some way to marry all the features of the AirPods Pro with something that was like, uh, you know, an over-the-ear headphone, but perhaps not as big as those new AirPods, I think that would be ideal for me. Simone, what about you? I think I, I, I gave this a lot of thought while you were talking and I think my winter pair of headphones, because I agree with you, I, I actually quite like the AirPods. I think they fit in my ear well. I think they're comfortable. Um, however, if I could have like a set of headphones that's just like two little cups and I stick them on over my ears and they just kind of suck onto the side of my head. But picture this. How do people, how do I talk to people with these big suction cups over my ears? Well, folks, there's a string, like a set of blinds in the headphones. And when somebody's talking to me, I can pull on my little string and it'll open up a hole in the headphones and people can talk directly into my ear canal. And then I'll keep my ears warm in the winter. It'll keep the music and the sweet podcast blasting right into my canals. And I will, I will thrive. The perfect set of, of headphones or earphones or whatever would be ones that are small enough that, and maybe I'd have to have a tool to remove them, but you can put them, you could put them into your ears and there's no part that sticks out at all. So then I could wear them in both ears and be comfortable at night. And also I need to figure out some way to where they don't kind of hurt after a while, because even with these, they still do start to hurt after, like I wake up in the morning uh, and I'm, ah, gotta get this out of my ear. This is ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, that's my... Micah, you had me until tool to remove them from my ear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jason, tell us about your idea. Yeah, so um, I appreciate all of yours. Those are very good. Uh, taken in some interesting directions, including the, uh, the the straightforward and the fanciful. Thank you, Simone. That was great. Um, mine, you know, much to my surprise, AirPods Pro are actually pretty close, which shocks me because I always sort of turn my nose up at at Apple's headphones in general. But the wireless nature of them and the fact that they've got the noise canceling, it's all pretty good. My ideal headphones generally have been in-ear monitors. I have been using silicone um, in-ear monitors for like uh, a decade now, basically. And the reason that I like them is that they're custom I went to an audiologist, they took impressions, and then I have custom uh, in-ear uh, inserts made, so they do last. And, that, and and that's the difference, what Micah said about having um, it get uncomfortable after a while. Even a nice uh, set of headphones like the AirPods Pro, you put them in your ears for three or four hours, and it gets to be almost painful unless you take a break, at least for me. And so my ideal would be something that was very much like the AirPods Pro, the wireless nature, the noise canceling, the transparency mode with custom uh, ear tips. And the funny thing is the company that makes my custom ear tips makes a set for AirPods Pro, 
but you know, it's not like they fit in a case. You'd need a case twice right. the size. So every time you took them out, you'd need to put those things in. And I've thought about it for like airplane travel. If I ever am on an airplane again, I've thought about ordering them for that. It seems like overkill, but that would be other than the no charging case would fit them. That might be my perfect set. So thank you. Nobody mentioned AirPods Max, by the way. Uh, thank you all. <laughs> uh, I appreciate your feedback. Uh, well, folks, I have just checked the clock and it is halftime. So let us take a quick break so I can tell you about the IntraZone by Microsoft SharePoint. What? What is that? Well, I'm going to tell you about it. Uh, of course, it's fun to find a new podcast to listen to, uh, especially if you use them, you know, fall asleep at night. And if you're looking for a new show to listen to, the IntraZone is a bi-weekly podcast. Yeah, they're doing it bi-weekly with conversations and interviews on how Microsoft SharePoint, OneDrive, and the related tech can work for you and your company. You're going to hear from guest experts behind the scenes and out in the field so you can see how SharePoint fits into your everyday work life to easily share and manage content, knowledge, and applications. Each show covers a bunch of segments. You get news and announcements, a focus topic of the week, guest perspectives, FAQs, and upcoming events. Just so you have an idea of what to expect, I'll tell you about some of the topics you might be interested in. They've discussed working from home, uh, also figuring out an intelligent intranet in your organization, and also an episode about API and teamwork, which of course you should check out. Uh, one of the episodes recently was an interview with one of the partners, uh, or, or rather this was a, a customer for, uh, for SharePoint, and that was the Director of Information at the Special Olympics in Canada. And so it talked about how uh, the Special Olympics in Canada is using Microsoft SharePoint uh, in its setup as well. So you know, even if you yourself are not a SharePoint user or not necessarily going to use SharePoint, I think one of the fun things actually about this show is the kind of seeing how these tools are used by different organizations that you may not have expected would be using tools like this. Uh, and then get inspiration, you know, for yourself, for your own company, or uh, if you're, you know, IT person at the company you work for, maybe SharePoint's for you. Go and listen to it now. Just search for the IntraZone. I-N-T-R-A-Z-O-N-E, or just click the link in the show notes to check it out. Thanks so much to the IntraZone by Microsoft SharePoint for its support of this show and all of Relay FM. All righty, folks, we are back and it's time for Dan's Topic. So Apple is taking its fitness partnerships to a new level by announcing that it will release Fitness Plus Next week, this was unveiled back in September, uh, one of their new services that basically does online video classes for workouts. I'm curious to know if you already use any online or connected workout classes. Is Fitness Plus something that interests you? Will you be giving it a try or is it just a non-starter? Simone? Oh, me. So I still don't have an Apple Watch, <laughs> which causes problems for me with this. However, I am intrigued and tempted by it. And that is because my method of working out is ring fit. And at moments like now where I have actually, I'm away from home right now, I couldn't bring the huge ring that I put my joy cons in. I couldn't bring the leg strap. Um, I don't have a dock for my switch. And those are all things that you need to do ring fit. So I'm kind of in this, uh, 
void of exercise where I'm just eating focaccia all day long and it's not working out. Um, <laughs> cause I have Is that bread, a workout I, I could do? I, I, I really need <laughs> to do that. That's lovely. <laughs> it's really great. However, um, so, so something like this where it would rely on something that I uh, have theoretically on my wrist if I had an Apple Watch is tempting. Um, and I like that it is a, a low cost, not low cost. It's low cost compared to Peloton, but it is another tier of price point for an online workout. However, am I too lazy to buy an Apple Watch? Yes. My <laughs> podcast co-host had to force me to buy AirPods, by which I mean they bought them for me and shipped them to my house. So, no, I won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a very good exerciser. Uh, and in this this Fitness Plus class and the way that they kind of uh, talked about it at the event all seemed to be something that I would get into. I like the democratization of the sort of live workout experience. And I think that that's going to play well. And then just the gamification of things and seeing your your details right there on the Apple TV if you're wearing your watch. All of that together is kind of right up my alley for something that's going to keep me interested and in wanting to use it. So regardless of whether I'll stick with it, I am definitely excited to try it. Jason, what about you? So I am one of those people who already was buying enough stuff from Apple that Apple One uh, Premium Family Plus bundle thing the $30 a month thing actually Pro, saves Pro me money. That's a good name. Um, and so I get a News Plus and Fitness Plus kind of along for the ride. So I'm going to have it. And um, I have been running for a little less than a year. Um, and one thing that I want them to go down the path of is I would love to have some sort of like run run stuff that comes right out of Apple that is like attuned to my Apple Watch while I'm running. But it is winter. Theoretically, it will rain at some point in California. <laughs> Maybe never. But if it does, <laughs> there are going to be times when I can't run outside. I have a stationary bike. Um, it is an old, dumb stationary bike. I'm very excited about the fact that they do seem to have stationary, you know, indoor bicycle uh, workouts that you can do using the watch as the sensor because so many of the gamified indoor bicycle things require a fancy bike of some kind with special sensors and i don't have that um, and apple's thing is focused on the apple watch so it can monitor me instead of my bike that's great so i am looking forward to trying that out and also maybe trying out some of the stuff that doesn't require equipment um, because that's not something like yoga kind of stuff that i just don't do and i don't really have any way into and have not ever taken a class or something. So having that available and covered, I'm actually really interested to try that out because, um, you know, having started running regularly at almost 50 years old, you know, you're never too young to pick up these, uh, these good habits. So I'm looking forward to trying it out. Yeah. Uh, thanks for all those answers. Uh, for me, I had a gym membership up until the apocalypse, and now I am paying $10 for the month for the privilege of not going to a gym. Um, so it seems like if I cancel that and had Fitness Plus instead, it might actually be more beneficial to me. So yeah, I don't know. I, I'm interested in trying it. One thing that appeals to me is that they said they have such a range of programming, including for like beginners, sort of like all the way up to people who are much more experienced with various workout techniques. So certainly 
though I had gone to the gym before, it has been so long now, you know, eight to nine months of just sort of sitting around and, and taking my daily walks, and that's about it, that I feel like maybe I should go back and start at the beginner stuff. Um, so that appeals to me, and the integrations obviously appeal to me. One, one question I do have, I'm curious, is like, because I've tried some stuff before. I've tried, like, Nike has its... um. I can't remember what it's called, but they have both like a running one, but they also have a general fitness one that has like, uh, you know, videos and stuff like that. I've tried that. I've been frustrated with the experience. It doesn't work well on the Apple TV. Um, and it just, it felt like everything was maybe a little too advanced for me. Um, but I am curious to know if like my wife and I want to work out together, will it work with both of our Apple watches at once or only one of our Apple watches at once? I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see how that plays out. Uh, all right. Thanks for all the thoughts on that topic. Let's go to our last topic today, which comes from Simone. It's me. All right. So last week, Mario. Warner Brothers did this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this fun surprise thing where they said, whoopsie, all of our 2021 movies are going to be released on HBO Max the same day that they come out in theaters. And they had previously done a deal with Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins to get Wonder Woman 1984 releasing on HBO Max on Christmas Day. And they did that by saying, oh, you guys are going to make a lot of money from box office Please each have $10 million and let us put your movie on our streaming platform. Well, that's out of nice precedent that they then did not follow when they decided to release the rest of their 2021 slate on HBO Max. And now everyone's really mad because they're like, well, hang on. We've got kind of in our in our contracts where it says we make money from box office. That, that's like how we make money from making movies. And um, people could just get it in their homes. So everyone's really, really mad at them. Um, and this is all in service of trying to make HBO Max be a little more successful than it is, which is Warner Brothers' complete own fault for having the most confusing rollout for a streaming service of all time with like several different ways in and some people could get in, but some people couldn't get in based on their previous cable subscriptions. It's still not on Roku. I have a PS5 now. It's not on my PS5. They're really messing up. Um... But the point is, all of these movies are coming out uh, to our homes, theoretically, if we have HBO Max in 2021. Things like In the Heights, things like Dune, things like The Matrix 4, which apparently they've made. <laughs> um, surprising for me. Um, so, are you guys, are you committing to a home theater setup now that HBO and Warner Brothers have effectively... <laughs> carefully opened a can of worms and then thrown it at the entire American theater system, um, crippling it for life. Um, I am just not into movies and I don't <gasps> understand it. I don't understand why, um, because I can sit and watch Netflix's The Crown, which is by the end of my binge watching session, essentially a movie. But I'm just not, I just don't like movies. And I really, uh, looking back, I never really have liked movies. So for me, um, I don't need to commit to a home theater setup because it is a rare thing when a film is of enough interest to me that I would want to go to a theater in the first place. Uh, typically, I would only ever go to a theater if it was what somebody else was wanting, you know, oh, we should go see this. Okay, I'll go with you if you want me to. Uh, but I just am not a movie person. So yeah, no. And you know, Christopher Nolan, uh, if he wears a mask and gets into a hamster bubble, maybe he can come to movie night. But other than that, no, bro, uh, probably not. All right. Uh, first off, Simone, I 
I think that saying flat out that HBO Max is the most confusing streaming service rollout, I think you're forgetting a little thing called Peacock. Or is it Peacock oh! Plus? Or is it Peacock Premium Plus? There's whoa, lots whoa, whoa. of badness Quibi. to go around. Quibi? <laughs> there's a lot there's, <laughs> there's a lot of badness to go around. But be that as it may. Be that as it may. I also really want to do this as a pundit showdown, uh, Defend the Indefensible, where I explain how we don't, we can't just trouble the theater industry. We must destroy all theaters. But I'm not going to go there. I'm going to say that I already have a 4k tv um it supports dolby vision i've got a a 5.1 surround sound setup in my house uh because hbo max after all this time all of this time hbo max and its predecessor hbo go and hbo now has never done 4k hdr they are going to support it starting with wonder woman on christmas day so i'm ready to go i'm very excited to use this setup i because confusingly again you've got to put the the red yarn on the chart to find out that i'm a comcast subscriber who pays for hbo which means i do get hbo max turns out i will get all these movies and i'm excited about that even though it is confusing and they haven't really done a great job i think this is smart on their part to get people to sign up for their service cuz so many people have it if they would just sign up for it, and they still haven't signed up for it, which is not great. So, uh, and Christopher Nolan is not invited to my house. He seems uh, insufferable. Yeah, so here's my methodology for dealing with this. I have a 1080p HDTV that I bought mm, four or five years ago because my existing TV broke, and I was like, well, need a new TV. Uh, It's hooked up to a stereo receiver from the early 1990s (laughs) with two bookshelf speakers. And you know what? It works fine. I got to be honest. Like my my trick is not having to anything to compare it against. <laughs> because I sit down, I watch TV, I watch movies on it. Everything sounds great. Everything looks really good on a 1080p TV. I don't have a 4K TV. I don't have HDR. Any of that stuff. I'm sure if I sat down and compared it with someone who had that set up, then I would be like, oh yeah, that does look better. But my other trick is that I already bought a house this year and we're renovating it. I can't afford any of this stuff, <laughs> so it's gonna have to wait. Um, I'm sure I will get into it at some point and upgrade my setup. I'm really looking forward to watching Wonder Woman. I I love going to the movie theater. Honestly, I love the experience. I'm really looking forward to being able to go back to the movie theater at some point in the distant future. <laughs> but until then, I will get by just fine watching stuff on my 55-inch HDTV with my 1990s vintage stereo speakers. It's going to be okay. Chris Nolan will have to strap him down probably to make him (laughs) suffer through that. It's like one step above like converting it to like a slideshow that runs really fast or something. I don't know. Simone, any last thoughts? Uh, Chris Nolan is on his way to Jason's house right now because he's the only one I think who's passed the test for, for his standards. Oh, no. Well, the good news is Christopher Nolan is coming to my house, but he's doing it in three different timelines that are intercut together and you really don't know when he's going to get here or if he's already been here. We don't even know. Um, alrighty, folks. Well, we are just about to the end of episode, but I've got uh, a bonus topic for you. Before we get there, I want to let you know that this episode of Clockwise is brought to you by our pals at Linode, who are constant supporters of the network and of our show, and we do appreciate it. Whether you're working on a personal project or you're managing enterprise infrastructure, you deserve simple, affordable, and accessible cloud computing solutions that allow you to take your project to the next level. How do you do that? Well, with Linode, of course, you can simplify your cloud infrastructure with Linode's Linux virtual machines. So they help you develop, deploy, and scale your applications faster and easier. Anything 
that could make your workflow faster and easier is, of course, worth checking out. And Linode is not some small little thing. They've got 11 global data centers, and this is unheard of in this industry. 24-7 human support, 365 days a year. Try to go to anyone else offering cloud computing solutions and get 24-7 human support 365 days a year. You can't. That's the secret. So you never have to be stuck without support. Night or day, holiday or not, Linode is there for you with no tiers or handoffs regardless of your plan size. And you can check it out for free. Get started right now on Linode today with a $100 in free credit for listeners of Clockwise by going to linode.com slash clockwise. In addition to shared and dedicated compute instances. You can use that $100 credit on S3-compatible object storage, managed Kubernetes, and more. So head to linode.com slash clockwise and click on the Create Free Account button to get started. Uh, make use of that $100 free credit. And of course, by doing that, by just experimenting, playing around, you are helping Clockwise and, of course, Relay FM. Alrighty, folks, I've got a bonus topic for you and I need it super fast because we're getting a little long in the tooth here. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Jason? Um, I would be a night owl, uh, but because I have no job other than the one I make for myself, but I live with other human beings who are uh, forced to follow society's rules and go to schools and workplaces. As a result, I'm neither, but I would really like to be a night owl if uh, I could just stop society from putting me down man <laughs> dan uh i can no longer night owl uh i just get too tired but i've always been kind of an early riser so i'm i guess i'm an early bird i like going out in the morning it's very quiet simone i'm both and i hate it <laughs> <laughs> uh your honor i would like to take simone's answer as my own thank you uh <laughs> folks that brings us to the end of another episode all that is left is to Thank our awesome guests, Jason Snell. Thanks so much for being here as a guest today. It is delightful to be on Clockwise at any any point, uh, even if it's being a guest, which is weird for me. But uh, I'll take over as a guest host one of these days. Just, you know, don't turn your back on. Mm. Uh, and Simone for thank you so much for being here for your first Clockwise experience. We hope you'll be back for more. Yay, thank you. I had a lot of fun. Uh, we will be back next week, Micah, but until then, we remind all the nice people listening out there, watch what you say, and keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody! Yay! <laughs>